T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, this season has had its moments, but they tend to have all the long-lasting enjoyment of fruit stripe gum. Uh, You rip off eight wins out of nine, then you lose four out of five. You read an enjoyable feature about Dennis Eckersley in the Globe, you have David Price weigh in and urinate all over it. Up, down, up, down, and so it's gone in 2019 like a cork bobbing in open water. So, when the Sox took a 4-1 to lead Wednesday night for the up, you were kind of waiting for the down, and it came all right. It ended up being a nail-biting 5-4 to win that made you nervous all night long. We'll talk about it. And yes, the Eckersley price thing, too. We'll do it now on Sox Daily. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh This appeared to be a mismatch of Harlem Globetrotters, Washington Generals proportions. We had a 10 and 4 pitcher against a 3 and 13 pitcher. We had a defending World Series champion against a 26 games out of first place in the middle of July team. We had a rain delay off the top, and also the sad news about Pumpsy Green. The news came down before the game. Pumpsy Green, 85 years old. First African-American Red Sox player ever back in 1959, uh, 12 years after Jackie Robinson. So note the the scolding tone there. But uh, anyway, that was very sad news. And also before the game, some senseless news, some serious spanning of the flames from an old bonfire, the whole Price Eck thing. And we'll get in depth at least a little bit in a bit. But the, the strangest part of Price ripping Eck was his contention that Eck isn't popular with former teammates. That, that was an assertion that he made. I mean, hell, he, he's still friendly with Rick Manning, who stole his wife. He, he threw out a first pitch to Kirk Gibson, who could have blown up his whole career. This is not a guy that holds grudges and that is looked upon unfavorably by people that know him, except for David Price. So somewhat ironically, Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez is on the mound in this one because that's where the whole Price-Eck thing got going. A couple of years ago, it was uh, a rehab appearance for Rodriguez. Didn't go real well. Eck was reacting to the graphic that came up on Nesson about what the pitching line was. He said the immortal word, yuck. And that's why Price has always hated Dennis Eckersley. Uh, Aaron Sanchez started this game for Toronto. Uh, no Eckersley, no Price. 3-13, and 6.2 ERA. Uh, and, and not much of a segue here to get right to the game, but let's just get to the game. Brock Holt singled in the first run. Brock quietly hitting 340 with the same on-base percentage as Mookie in an admittedly much smaller sample. But ever since he's come back from the IL with that scratch cornea from his cute little son... He's 40 for 100. He's a 400 hitter. You'll hear from Brock in a little bit. Top of the third, Teoscar Hernandez, 442-foot home run to center. Ties things up at one. Uh, 44 career home runs for this guy, 10 against the Red Sox, 8 at Fenway. 
He and Rowdy Telez are Barry Bonds at, Fan, at Fenway Park. They're Barry Williams against everybody else. That was Greg Brady uh, on this show called The Brady Bunch, for those of you in your 20s and 30s and maybe early 40s. So uh, bottom of the third, Devers oppo to reclaim the lead. 18 home runs now. He's going to get to 30, you know. No Red Sox third baseman has ever gotten beyond 30. And Devers, fourth in the American League in OPS. He's 22. Uh, and you look at the OPS leaders, it's kind of weird here. 12 of the top 16 are national leaguers. That might be random, but it's noticeable. Five of the top six, including Pete Alonso of the Mets, who hit one 474 in Minnesota Wednesday. But don't worry, the ball's not juiced. None of the 57 home runs Alonzo hit in the home run derby were that far, but the, the one against the Twins was on Wednesday, just saying. Devers doesn't hit him quite that far usually, but he's hitting him a lot. He had no home runs as of May 2nd. He's got 18 now. Bottom of the fourth, more Devers. A breaking ball with a couple on. He rifles one to right center for a double, 112 miles an hour off the bat. Both men on base score, so that's two more runs batted in. 69 for the year, Giggity. 4-1 to Boston, the score. And we note that last year, Devers had 66 batted in for the whole season. He's now at 69 with that one. Uh, 24 runs batted in against Toronto alone, which tied him for the most the Sox players ever had against Toronto in one season. And there are still four games to go, plus a little bit more of this game. Put a little thumbtack in that one. Most runs batted in against any other team this year for Devers is 7. At this point, 24 against Toronto and 7 of his 18 home runs. Anyway, Toronto gets one back in the fifth. Another Hernandez home run. So now make it nine of his 45 career home runs at Fenway. That's almost as many as he has in his own home ballpark. Next most home runs in a visiting ballpark for him is four at Tampa Bay. He's got nine at Fenway. 99 pitches for Hernandez into the seventh. You've got uh, Teoscar Hernandez due up again. So Matt Barnes comes in after some very decent work from Eddie. Six and a third, three hits, two of them the Hernandez home runs. Three walks, four strikeouts. His ERA is now 4.34, and he's 11 and four. While Sale is three and eight. Rodriguez 33 and four lifetime now when he gives you at least six innings, and that is a major league record for a minimum of 35 decisions. That's pretty cool. Barnes steers into a bases loaded one out jam, has to face another weird Red Sox killer in Danny Jansen. Gets ahead of him 0 and two, strikes him out on a fastball, and Barnes on counts of 0 and two and one and two. Opponents are. Two for 50 with 40 strikeouts. Another pesky hitter, Eric Sogard, comes up next. Down he goes on a 2-2 curve. So you've got Barnes preserving a chance for the win for Eddie Rodriguez. It gets dicey after that. Eighth inning goes to Josh Taylor. That's a big situation for him. Setup situation facing 2-3-4 in the order. He's been very good, but Lords Guriel Jr. just completely steamrolled him home run over the monster over everything so uh uh-oh it's four to three workman comes in workman is number one in baseball the barrel rate against workman the number of uh, times a batter just basically completely clobbers one hits it on the sweet spot 1.2 percent that is the best in all of baseball however uh there are some weird things that happened in that eighth inning he had to go to a very long at bat with freddie galvis Finally did get a guy who's hitting 424 at Fenway for the year. Struck him out on a curveball. But you could just kind of tell. Workman didn't have his very best stuff. And, and again, put a thumbtack in that because we'll, we'll pick that up in the ninth. To the bottom of the eighth, though, first. Red Sox up 4-3. to three. They put two on with two out. Chance for Devers to, uh, coin a phrase, do damage. And he did it yet again. Line drive single, scoring Holt. 
Four RBI nights, so there's the record. 25 runs batted in in a single season against the Blue Jays. This kid can hit anybody's fastball. That was 100 miles Giles out there. And this one actually came in at 98, went out at 113 miles per hour. His 11th three-hit game of the year. He's got the most hard-hit balls in the majors. What a shame it would be to waste these seasons from this left side of the infield. Bogart's endeavors, two of the top 15 OPS guys in baseball, making plays in the field, snapping necks, cashing checks. Jerry Remy has started calling Devers El Toro, the bull. And after all, it was Remdog who coined Big Poppy. He had always just been Poppy, as in big, strong Latin lover. But uh, Jerry said on the, the Nesson broadcast Wednesday night that he thinks he was the first one that added the antecedent of Big. And that's kind of impressive if that's actually the case. And uh, we'll see if El Toro sticks. It's still kind of like La Carita. But uh, Leon Durham was known as the bull. Let's see if El Toro sticks here for Devers. Whatever you want to call him, the guy's just been phenomenal. He made it 5-3. to three. That was a big insurance run because Workman had to get three more outs. And what a perfect name, right? The Workman. All he does is work. Four games a week, it seems like, these days. This was a five-out save requested, and the ninth did not start easily. Back-to-back walks, and that has been an issue for Workman. Love the opposing batting average of around 110. Love the career-high 12.5 strikeouts per nine innings, but you hate the 30 walks in 43 innings. Sogard up, and if Devers is El Toro, this guy is El Diablo, a glasses-wearing, dorky-looking El Diablo. But he strikes out on a curve. So now the go-ahead run is Vlad Guerrero Jr. A lot of love for this kid, obviously. Almost won the home run derby. He's 20 years old. But he's also a guy with a big league batting average of 240 with a batch of strikeouts. Workman at 35 pitchers at this point, still needing two more outs. Working with no net. Barnes has already pitched. Brazier's at AAA. Walden is fried. Hembry hasn't been the same since coming off the I.L., and Guerrero gives everybody a scare. He flies deep to right. It comes down to Workman against Guriel, the 17 home run hitting Guriel. And with a light rain falling on a muggy New England night, well, at least he kept him in the ballpark. A little chip shot single up the middle, chases in a run, makes it 5-4. to four. Tying run at second now for Randall Grichik. Workman gets ahead 0-2. Eventually it goes to 2-2, two two, but with pitch number 44 to match the number on his back. That's a season high in pitchers, by the way, for Workman. Grichik down on strikes, and sphincters can kindly and finally unclench. Two out of three in the series now. They're back to within nine and a half of the rained out Yankees. Final line score, 5-14-0 for Boston, 4-5-1 for Toronto. Toronto, uh, 36-61 and now. Boston up to 52-44. and Time of game, 3-35. And don't mean to go off on a rant here, as Dennis Miller used to say, but... I'm going to. In the last 31 days, one game has started with a two for time of game. They played a 252 against the Dodgers first game out of the All-Star break, and that's not exactly a lickety split, by the way. It's around average. So in this time, uh, let's see, they've played 18 games starting with a three, a couple starting with a four, a couple starting with a five. Both of those were closer to six than five. Last time they played a game in under 239, was May 6th in Baltimore. On May 6th, the Celtics were still playing the Bucks, the Bruins were still playing the Blue Jackets, and we had not seen the Royal Baby yet. Since May 6th, here it is, 61 Red Sox games have been played. I went and did the work on this today because I was bored. Uh, games in under 239, zero. 239 to 259, eight of them. Three hours to 359, 44 of them out of 61. 
four hours to 459. You got seven of those, and then the couple that were five plus. Are you guys exhausted? I'm exhausted just saying that stuff. Got some other post-game notes for you, but first, let's hear from Alex Cora. I meant to say Alex Cora. That's not easy to say when you're tired, but here is Alex Cora. Quality of bat after quality of bat, hard contact, making adjustments, uh, getting to fastball, off-speed pitches, going the other way. It's, it's, it's fun, you know, and yesterday I was talking to J.D. I said, J.D., where were you when, uh, when you were 22? And he said, I was raking and able. I'm like, yeah. And we look at Rafi and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch. He he, uh, he stayed with the process. Uh, we he's like I said. He stayed with the with what Timmy and Andy were preaching as far as like staying in the zone and you know he started hitting the ball in the air and, and now we we see this. And it's, it's it's fun. It's great to see him performing that way and he enjoyed playing too. That's a cool thing. You know he he always has a smile and uh, and you know he enjoys coming to the ballpark and, and perform. Obviously you know that, it's always fun that way. You know. Uh, when you rake like that. What does it say, just his ability just to hit to all fields like that? I mean, left, right, center, center. Yeah, I mean, um, in, in 17, I saw it from afar, actually up close. Um, I said it the other day, his first home run was free center in, in Seattle. And then in, in the playoff, I mean, the Chapman home run, and in the playoffs, he hit that rocket to left center, the inside the park homer. And, his ability, ability to stay on pitches and at the same time to turn on pitches. And when he's not expanding his own, he's very dangerous. Early in the season when he, his average got to 330 at one point, it, it looked like he felt that he could swing at anything and, and, and his average went down. I think that was a great learning experience for him. Like, uh, don't chase hits. Just stay within yourself and good things are going to happen. Alex, can you talk about the job that Brandon Workman did having to pitch the eighth and the ninth? Yeah, I mean, him and Barnes, he did a good job. Um, um, just uh, running through it. Um, some, some good hitters. Uh, you know, Galvis, he's been outstanding against us and gets a 3-2 break and strikes him out. And then at the end, um, we were. I, I told Dana at one point, at, at that point, I was like, well, it's him right here. It's either him or him. And uh, uh, he did the job. He finished the job, so course he's going to be down tomorrow and uh and we'll find a way to get you know uh, those last three hours tomorrow but um he was he's been outstanding the whole season so it's that the other day comparing him to other relievers in the league and he's one of the top relievers in the league too i, I mean I, we always talk about rafi and christian and xander um they deserve to be all-stars I, I think work was the other one that uh that uh, he, he should have been in cleveland he should be in cleveland the uh, just the importance of Eduardo, what he's doing. Um, he's it's been good, really good. Uh, limit damage uh, to Oscar, but two good swings, two homers, but you know, not not too much hard contact. Well, the play by Jackie that was a, a good one at second, but his fastball command, the changeup, it's outstanding, and, and and you can see, you know, he's he's getting better. Um, you know, he walks Biggio there, and then we don't make a play. He gets an X out. That was a huge out for us. But uh, overall, the last month and a half, he, he's been very consistent. And um, you know, he, he keeps getting better. All right, thanks very much to the skipper. A couple other players we need to mention here. Xander Bogarts went two for five. He's now hitting 313. He is tied for first in the AL in runs batted in. He is second in runs. He's right up there in batting average. He is third now in on-base percentage. He's second in OPS. He's second in doubles. 
Can we get this guy a, a prize of some sort? Christian Vasquez, two for four in this game. He's now hitting 297. There was an interesting article that Ken Rosenthal had uh, in, in The Athletic talking about how Vasquez tips his hat to a, a friend who works at a car dealership in Miami. It's a former outfielder in the Rockies organization named Marcos Durkis. Seriously, Marcos Durkis recommended that Vasquez started hitting with this guy, Lorenzo Hermania, who also instructs Omar Narvaez of the Mariners, who's having a really nice year. Originally, Vasquez went to this guy wanting to improve launch angle. That didn't happen. In fact, his launch angle is down, but his exit velo is way up, and the batting average is too. Brock Holt, the final, uh, final guy I want to talk about, two hits, and we remember when he was one for 18 and then hurt for forever. Now he's on the Star of the Game show. Here he is with Joe Castiglione and All company. All right, well, Brock, congratulations. A big hit to start the scoring, driving in a run in the second, and then that run you scored in the eighth proof to be the difference in this very tight, uh, nerve-wracking game, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you know, work. Did, did a heck of a job. I mean, throwing that many pitches, he, he probably hasn't done that in three years, four years. So, um, yeah, just good to, to get that final out and, and be able to breathe and, and uh, go home and, and go to sleep. To follow up on your point about Brandon Workman, threw 45 pitches in tonight's game. Fifth save of the year. He's got eight wins as well. I don't even want to think about where your team would be without his performance this year, Brock. No, he's been he's – been, uh, He's been a stopper back there. I mean, he's been unhittable. So um, anytime he, he comes in the game, we feel pretty good. Uh, he's had a great year um, and continues to to prove that he's a, he's a really, really good um, pitcher in the big leagues. So, um, you know, we're happy to have him. You know, Brock, I know you guys stranded a lot of some runners here tonight, but uh, with you and Vasky at the bottom end of the order, I just looked the last two months. I think you're hitting 716, so congratulations. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but just, just – just the depth in this lineup and how dangerous it has been lately. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a credit to, you know, our players. We got a, a lot of guys that are, uh, you know, talented, um, talented guys. So um, one through nine, we try to try to grind out at bats and um, do what we can to get on base. And, 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 you know, whenever you're getting production from, you know, that bottom bottom third, you get, uh, you know, you get Mookie and you get um, Devers and, and, and bogey and jd chances to to drive guys in and um you know with with tevers and and bogey swinging the bat like like they're swinging it i mean it's if guys are on they're probably driving them in so and you've seen a lot of guys hot you know in your days here in boston but what devers is doing consistently hitting the ball yeah how hard he's hitting the ball it's a lot of fun to watch it's 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 tons of fun i mean that change of b hit today out to left field was was unreal i mean then he lines out to right field his first at bat he probably hit that ball harder than he hit his home run. So um, I think he's hit he's hit the most balls over 100 miles an hour or something this year in the big leagues I think we saw. And, I mean, I feel like every time he's up, he's, he's squaring the ball up. He hit that double in the gap. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, every time every time it feels like he's seeing he's seeing beach balls and, and uh, he's whacking them for sure. Well, you're hitting them so hard too, uh, Brock, and since you came off the IEL, you're hitting uh, close to 400 now. You're very aggressive. Has that been your plan? Um, you know, not necessarily, just uh, looking for good pitches to hit and, um, you know, and trying to put a good swing on them. So, you know, that's 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 it. I'm, I'm you know, if, if it's early in the count, it's early in the count, but uh, I'm just looking for something – Something that I can feel like I can I can put a good swing on, and if it's a if it's a close pitch, uh, something that I don't feel like I can I can barrel, then you know I try to lay off of it. But um, you know I, I feel good, I'm, I'm comfortable, I'm confident, and 
and uh, kind of got a good good routine team going. So, you know, hopefully we can uh, we can keep this this thing rolling. And getting a chance to play every day, making the most of it. So. We congratulate you, Brock. Sleep fast. Yes, <laughs> we will. Yep. <laughs> All right, thanks for Brock Holt stopping by. And let's tackle this price eck nonsense just for a little. This all came out of a really, really nice article Chad Finn of The Globe wrote about Eck, about his ups and downs and very many sidewayses. I would say 1% of the piece touched on the incident that Price and Eckersley had on the team playing two years ago when Price basically ambushed Eck and bullied him in front of a whole bunch of people, basically pulled his pants down. It was humiliating and unnecessary, but for some reason, Price doubled down on Wednesday. He went on social media to get on Eckersley for having not gotten over it. Kind of amazing, but, but here's Price meeting with the media, tripling down before the game to say his piece. Since then, he's went on the radio and talked about it, done it again. Um, in 2017, I addressed it. Told you guys in front of the camera that I wish I'd have handled it differently. I did it again in 2018 in spring training on day one. Said the same thing. Um, we had a meeting set up in 2017 here at the field. Got here early. An hour and a half, two hours after I get here, um, they come and tell me that he's not coming. And we had a meeting. He backed out. I was going to tell him. You know, I apologize. I didn't handle it the right way. And it continues to come up. There's, there's no reason for it. Um, honestly, I just think it's trash. You know, he, um, he had an unbelievable career, 25 seasons. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I saw his special on MLB Network. It was cool. And one thing that definitely um, stood out to me, he had zero former teammates in that interview. Not one. Talking about him. It was him talking about himself. If anybody ever does a special on me after baseball, I won't need to go on that interview. I will have former teammates. I will have former coaches. They can all vouch for me. He didn't have that. And to me, that is, um, that's all you need to know. That, that tells the entire story right there. You know, my teammates will vouch for me. My coaches will vouch for me. He doesn't have that. So he has to vouch for himself. And I'm going to stick up for myself at all times. I don't care what backlash I get, the negative attention. I'm, I'm fine with that, but I'm going to speak up for myself. I'm going to stand up for myself, and he either needs to move on or we can meet. One of the two. If he says he wants to move on, stop talking about it. That's that's the way that I feel about it. Is that what disappoints you most? That's absolutely what disappoints me the most. You know, he wants to move on, but he continues to go on the radio or, or do interviews about it. If you want to move on, move on. We're two grown men. We can meet. It's not going to happen. I yelled at you. I'm sure everybody in here has been yelled at. That's, um, it was unfortunate that it happened. I wanted to tell him that face to face. And um, he chose not to show up. So that was that. How much do you think the Stroman thing was related to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, have you seen videos of Dennis Eckersley pitching? Have you seen the stuff that he did when he struck somebody out? Really? Like shooting him with a, a finger gun? Stuff like that? Stroman's out there saying, yelling, yeah. No, he needs to, um, he needs to wake up. David, how do you, how would you prefer he respond to questions when he is asked about it? I don't care. So he doesn't want to talk about it. Like he said, he wants to move on. If you want to move on, you move on. That's, that's it. David, do you plan to reach out to him again, or is it? I've already tried to reach out to him. 
you know. That's if he wants to meet, we can meet. I'm fine with it. I'll apologize to him face to face. Done it. This is my third time now in front of the media. I'm sure he'll speak about it again. You're just shocked every time it comes up again. Yeah, honestly, I am. You know, just um, that was two years ago. Two years. Close to 800 days. That's, come on, dude. Do you feel regretful still of what happened? Um, I wish I would have handled it diff differently. Absolutely. This is the third time I've said that in front of you guys. That feeling hasn't changed. It happened. I dealt with it. I moved on. He obviously hasn't. Well, let me say this about that. All due respect to David Price, who I've never had a problem with. He's out of line here. There were plenty of ex-former teammates in that feature that Price spoke of. And it's not like Eck called some press conference to rekindle this story. He was asked about the incident and spoke plainly and actually fairly respectfully about it to Chad Finn, all things considered, and, and said he considered it case closed. For Price to have gone on social media and gotten nasty is just uncalled for. You, you can never go wrong taking the high road. And Price is a smart guy who should know better. He didn't do that. This is not the most shameful episode in New England sports history. It's not that big of a deal, but... David, uh, go sit in timeout for a bit. Write a sincere note handwritten to Dennis that says you never should have embarrassed him in front of a whole airplane like that. Then we can all move on. Uh, silly and stupid is not what anyone needs while trying to get back in the race in the AL East. Now, one more shot at these pain-in-the-butt Blue Jays in this series. Chris Sale Thursday. He still hasn't won at Fenway in his last 13 regular season starts. That's an all-time Fenway record for futility. Somehow he is 3-8 and eight overall. The team is 6-13 and 13 when he starts, but he's the guy that can make it 3 out of 4 in this series to rinse and spit the taste of the Dodgers series out of everybody's mouths. 105 first pitch Thursday, Thomas Pannone, 2-3, uh, 6.18 goes for Toronto. It, it's the number one batting average in baseball against the number 29 batting average in baseball. It's sale against Pannone. So this one also should be a, a no-doubter on paper, but we saw what almost happened to that paper Wednesday night. The Blue Jays scribbled all over it in Crayola and nearly ruined everything. Glad they got the win. They got it. That's what counts. Five to four the final. So that's it. Go Sox. I'm Josh. Bye-bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.